the Spurs News Podcast, your home for all things Tottenham Hotspur. Now, here are your hosts. Hello everybody and welcome back to the Spurs News Podcast. I am Sam, joining me for the new season. It's the first show of the new season. He's back. It's Matt. We're back. Not as not as rich maybe as Eminem, but we're back. <laughs> Nowhere near. And I've just paid him another forty p, I think, for using that. But never mind. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Lucky uh, needs it. Yes. Hello. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that I, you know, do something for him. It'll make his day. Uh, yes. Welcome back. It is the Spurs News Podcast, the weekly show where we talk about all things in the mad world of Tottenham Hotspur. I have had a couple of messages during the preseason from people who came to the show kind of late, and one of the things they said was there are a lot of in-jokes in the show, which are jokes that have existed because we've been doing it for so long, and anyone new is kind of trying to catch up. So I've, I've said that I promised new season I will try and explain, at least for a couple of weeks, <laughs> where some of the in-jokes are. Uh, so yes, there you go. <laughs> Just if you are coming back to us, welcome back. Uh, if you are trying us for the first time, welcome. Uh, I, I don't know what to say to expect. Really, we 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 tend to just try and be light-hearted. That's, yeah, that's we, the best way I can put it. I know most podcasts have different formats and different ways of doing things. I guess the way that me and you do it, it's just like meeting down a pub, isn't it? Get a pint yeah. in. Let's talk about Tottenham yeah. for an hour. <laughs> yeah, and, and that, that is the general vibe that yeah. we go for. Yeah. Um, because this is the first show back, I thought to myself, right, try and be professional, Jones. And I've written out a bullet point list of like, okay, these are the sort of topics I think we should cover. And it's huge. So, uh, you know, it's what she said. Uh, but it is... To the point of like, okay, we got an hour, uh, so we're going to get stuck into this because <laughs> these are the topics I think we need to cover. Uh, first of all, the thing that everyone wants us to talk about: uh, transfer business so far. Um, Tottenham have made six signings. Just in case anyone needed me to repeat that, before the season has started, Tottenham have made six signings. <laughs> and not just before the season started, well before yeah, the season yeah, yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, they were there for like pre-season training. Well, at least most of them were. It's very weird, um, but we did it. Um, there, there seems to be, uh, as always in a fandom online, a very split view on the window. Uh, Matt, I'm going to put it to you to open this up. What's your view on our window? And I'm going to say window so far as well, because it's not done yet. No, it's been really impressive. I mean, like, how could yeah. you... I, I, look, like we always say, opinions like ourselves, everyone's got one. Well, I appreciate yeah. that. But I, I, I do struggle to see how you look at this window and think that it's not good. I mean, we've, we've Conte said, I need these positions strengthened. Mm. We've gone out and strengthened those positions. We've done it. Way before the preseason, well, but like before the preseason started, so he's got to work with these players. Yeah, it's brilliant. I mean, I, well, like it's it's so yeah. un, it's unusual. Like you yeah. know, as a Spurs fan, I'm like, well, this is very weird, but it's well, very good weird. You know? Yeah, it is a very strange feeling. It's kind of like 
oh, this gives me hope. Oh, I don't like this feeling. No, I mean, look, you know. <laughs> oh, this hurts. <laughs> yeah, the yeah. hope that kills you, and it does yeah. it constantly for Spurs. <laughs> Spurs yeah, fans. it does. I, um, I was chatting to a Polynesian Dan. Uh, there's an in-joke I need to explain. Dan, uh, so there are four of us at Spurs News. Um, if you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere, uh, even TikTok, um, you'll, there's four of us. Uh, Matt, me, we are the podcast duo. Uh, you also have Laura and you have Dan. Now, Dan is a big dude. He is a big guy, muscle-bound. You think of the Incredible Hulk, but less green. Um, and he's very softly spoken, though. He sounds like an eight-year-old. No, <laughs> not quite eight, maybe ten. Uh, so I I said once, he reminded me of those Polynesian bouncers you get in like New Zealand and Hawaii and stuff that are just these massive guys, but very softly spoken. So that's why we call him Polynesian Dan. He's not, he's from Hull, I think. So <laughs> It's always a softly spoken big dudes that you need to be wary of. Very wary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, like guys like ranting and raving, I was never panicked about it. It was the calm one that just went, excuse me. Just walk away, and I'll be like, okay, yeah, I mean, <laughs> yeah, you, no, yeah, I get you. <laughs> a, good, a good comparison is like oh, me and the kids and Vicky went uh, camping last week, yeah. and uh, we went past this house that's near the campsite, and this dog was making this huge noise. <laughs> and you looked yeah. over, and the dog is like you could feel it in your hand. Yeah, and then you go onto the yeah. campsite, and there's this big, huge dog, just just yeah. folded arms. I don't need to make a noise. No, I'm no. I'm big. <laughs> I just give you a look, and that look means do not yeah, step exactly. in my yard, good and, sir. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And that's Dan. Yeah, that's Dan. And uh, Polynesian Dan. So there you go. I'm explaining the in-jokes as we go. Um, so I was chatting to him, and he, uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I wanted to do a bit of a prediction game, uh, but, but he's not been able to do it for whatever reason. And two, because I was chatting about sort of like the window and the business and what like people, what people thought. And what's interesting to me is there is actually a mixed bag of feeling around. Not so much about sort of like oh, we made signings, we made them early, that's good. But it's kind of like as we were just saying, I feel good and that makes me nervous. And I think that's a very Tottenham fan thing. Do, do you do you know what I mean by that? It's kind of like, yeah, oh, yeah, every, of this feels really good. Going into this season, I feel really positive. Oh, no, I feel really positive. That's a bad thing. <laughs> it's yeah, like, yeah. It's bizarre. Like last year, uh, you, you posted in our group chat um, what a difference a year makes. And like going into the last season, we've new... Oh, hang on. Uh, we've Nuno in charge. Yeah, that guy. Um, we, uh, I was not feeling positive. It was kind of like, oh, this is such a mess. Kane's demanding the leave and showing up late to training <laughs> with the squad or basically giving him the cold shoulder as well. Like on social media, they're having to go. Like there's clear disharmony. Everything's all over the place. Oh, no, this is a nightmare. And we started the season with three wins and it was like, oh, this is weird. I, you know, and then obviously it went to hell. But... It was kind of like this feels all over the place. This this season, I'm going into it. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm like, they've had a good preseason with Conte. We've all seen the impact he can make us tactically, given time, and he's had that time to work with them now. Um, you only got to look at pictures of the players to see how fit they look. You know, literally. I mean, like Eric Dyer looks ridiculous. I mean, that guy's just like, 
absolute beast mode. Um, Kane the same. I mean, there was a picture of Harry Kane in pre-season training when he reported back last season. And don't get me wrong, the guy's never chonky. But you look at him then compared to now, it's like, wow. That's that's ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. So, and it really makes me think I need to cut ketchup out of my life, I'm telling you. <laughs> it's clearly, that's the instigator. But yeah, it's just like chalk and cheese. But just focusing back on the window, uh, I'm going to give you the devil's advocate kind of side of the argument. Um, by the way, I'm just going to make this really clear. This isn't me. This isn't what I think. This is just the stuff I've seen. So I've seen people basically say, yeah, we've made six signings, but where do they actually get into our first 11? And I think the point is like we've got six signings there. But the very first game of the season coming up this weekend, possibly because of a couple of injuries, we're likely to field basically the same team as last year with maybe Perisic, maybe starting, but most likely being on the bench. So what have we actually done to improve the first 11? What What's your kind of take on that view? Well, first thing you got to look at is the fact that the... If it is the same, like if if the the first game of the season against Southampton, none of the new signings get in for one reason or another. I mean, obviously Richarlison yeah. can't play because he's got the suspension for fr- throwing a flare back into the crowd. Yep. But that that eleven got us into Champions League football, right? Now yeah. this is the thing. This is this is the thing, isn't it? Right? Okay. So yeah. that eleven, or you know that squad, got us into the Champions League. Okay. Now the whole purpose of strengthening the team is so. Conte can can uh, you know for, say for example uh, Sessegnon's out of form or is injured there you go put Perisic mm-hmm. straight in if if um, uh, uh, Kulusevski picks up an injury straight away yeah. Richarlison and put him in right he couldn't do that last season no. and it's a bit like the you know you look at the Leicester squad that won the Premier League back in 2016 yeah. we've said this before a, a oh, big reason why just... they won it is because they had no yeah. injuries that yeah. that entire that first eleven I think played. All yeah, 38 was, Premier League games. They you was, just don't see that. It was just such a no, freak season. It was a complete freak, yeah. So, okay, the the, the 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 team we had from last season could probably kick on and move us move us up. You know, we could yeah. possibly finish third or second with that team. But mm. he's now strengthened, so we've got options yeah. now. You've only got look. You know, with with, with the preseason, you've only got to look at uh, the impact uh, Richarlison made when he came on. You know, like he yeah. brought energy into the team, didn't he? You know, I mean, yeah. I was very very impressed by Perisic as well. Per- yeah. it, 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 the guy's like thirty three, but he reminded me of like prime Danny Rose or Carl Walker. You know, when yeah, when they when they were when they were wing backs, aggressiveness, and... aggressiveness, always just getting on the front foot. You know, and so. Yeah. We've got these options, you know. It's not. It was never. It was never to kind of. Uh, as far as I could see, it was never to go right. Okay, there's two or three plays in that eleven that aren't good enough. We're going to buy a place to replace no. them. It was just to strengthen, give us more options. No. You know, I, I agree. Do you think um a lot of when when we're looking looking at sort of squad building? So for example, Conte said something at the end of last season, which is stuck with me, which is he said Tottenham fans, this club need to stop thinking about a first 11 and thinking about the first team squad. And he was basically like, you you don't win four competitions or compete in four competitions with 11 players. You compete with 25. And what you need is strength in depth in every position. And you don't have a best 11. You have players that come in and out, horses for courses, and sometimes you need to rotate to keep people at the peak. 
you know, fitness. Now, the reality is, all of us know this, that Hugo Lloris is our number one goalkeeper. He's the club captain. Fraser Forster isn't going to dislodge him for an important game if both are fit. Harry Kane, likely as well. But across the whole team, I do get what he means. It's like, if you look at the wing-backs, in his system, similar to like... um. Rose, Walker, under Pochettino when we had to have a rotation for them because you cannot physically do the running constantly in every single game. When you're playing two games a week, it's impossible. But the way he wants, he wants five, according to many reports, five wing-backs at the club. Someone who can cover both, Doherty, and then you've got Perisic and Sessegnon, and then you've got Spence and... Uh, Emerson Royale currently and that's that's what he wants he wants to have that at the club so if you've got that depth and you can rotate and you can keep them fresh as possible like you just said about Perisic the impact that guy made in pre-season in like little cameo roles you can really see the difference he just plays higher up he's just aggressive and he forces the opposition fullback or wing-back, to be defence-minded, because they're like constantly worrying about him. I think his reputation yeah, you know possibly it? helps with that as well. Yeah, of course. I mean, did you notice, I think it was the Roma game, when he was just taking like shots from distance. And, yeah, you know, yeah. he, probably, he probably wasn't, in his mind, he probably wasn't, you know, it'd be nice if one of them flies in, but yeah. he's constantly giving those defenders doubt. What's he going to do? Yeah. Is he going to take a shot? Is he going to, you know, yeah. spill it? What, what's he going to do, you know? And that's what you want. And that comes from experience, doesn't it? I mean, it does. that, that yeah. guy, what do you say, he's 33 now. He he, he knows yeah. the game inside out. He, he's, he, you know, he, he, I saw, I think it, not that I've got the... Um, description I think you might have but the athletic I saw a little snippet of something he, he was saying and uh, he was talking about how he never um, w- when Conte first got to Milan he never he never played he hadn't played in that position before as a wing back I think he got loaned out to Bayern Munich or something but yeah. then he came back and then he just adapted to it and now he, he said I feel like it's my best position like it's what yeah. I, I'm naturally the best at you know so you can you can see how he's kind of the experience he's got and um, and everything that goes along with that. Why now? I think it's so good to have him at the club. And there's also been a lot of you must have seen a lot a lot of interviews with I think Spence and Sessegnon where they're talking about his um, yeah, influence over them. Yeah, I was going to mention that. You know, yeah, yeah. He, he's he's come in with a view of I'm at this stage of my career and part of me being here is to help develop the younger players. What an incredible professional attitude that is. Mm. Because when you've got players of that age sometimes signing for a club, they're, they're signing for their, their paycheck. Like, oh, I've got two, three years left. <laughs> I'm going to make some money. And and that's that's where their head's at. But with this guy, it, it would appear that he's come here, you know, come to play, quite literally. But also the fact that, like like you said, Spence, Sessignon, they're just like, yeah, he's constantly talking to us. Um, it's fantastic. You know, talking about yeah, development, really. it's brilliant. I mean, that's when you, do you know uh, a very strange comparison? And again, uh, showing my age, do you remember when we signed uh, Nuruddin Nabit? Yeah, uh, yeah, really yeah, old maybe, yeah. central defender, and he just came in and he just talked constantly and he improved us so much mm-hmm. just for like a couple of seasons, just being there and just basically passing on 10 plus years' knowledge of playing football at a high level. To, to the to everyone around him. Um, I remember reading at the time just like players like, yeah, he just sees the game, you know, so clearly. 
And I, I think we're getting that a little bit now. Uh, but yeah, just the window for me has been impressive. Um, I felt we did business really well. I think the thing we've struggled with is clearing out people, which unfortunately is it's kind of it's kind of amusing in a way. But of course, clubs are know there are certain players with us that we want gone, so they're just going to wait because <laughs> the later in the window the better the offer they're going to be able to get them for, which is kind of ironic because that's basically what Daniel Levy does. Yeah, it's our tactic. <laughs> yeah, it's literally we are being levied in this window. Um, but that's, that's the way it goes. And I think when you've got players that you are desperate to offload, I think you've just got to accept that that's what teams are going to do. And Tangi Undumbele, uh, Giovanni Lachelso. Um, the, the one that I'm a little bit sad about, but it seems like he just has no future with us, is Regulong. Um, I like that kid. Um, I like him a lot. Um, but I'm guessing he is very much of an attack-minded fullback and just wasn't able to transition to wing-back. And it's funny because in your head you're thinking if you're an attack-minded fullback, surely that's a dream come true. But I'm guessing just the end product. Like last season, I think I saw him get into amazing positions on a regular basis and I think he got one goal yeah. and like two assists and if you've got this system where you rely on them basically being your chief creating force you know you need you need higher contributions than that so a little bit sad on that one but that uh, he's another one that appears to definitely be heading towards the door the one that's making me laugh is the fact that uh, Basuma, he, 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 you know, obviously he's YB8, isn't it? You know, and he wants that eight, yeah. but he can't get it until Wings goes. No, <laughs> he's no, got thirty-eight at the moment. He's got to put a random no. three on the front of his number to yeah. get Wings' number. I, um, <laughs> Harry, Harry Winks, man. I mean, that makes me sad. I mean, it's just uh, grew up loving the club, going the games, managed to get into the academy, graduated from the academy to the first team really really looked great was being tracked by some of the best clubs in europe and i, I just don't know what happened like I, I i've wanted so many times to put my finger on why his trajectory just completely changed i don't know whether it's a case of he made it and stopped uh, i don't know like i have no clue it, it feels like his confidence vanished at some point but he needs to go somewhere and just play every week and hopefully find his joy in football again but uh, there there are split things on this. So there's one camp that says no one's come in for him, which I don't think is true. I think there's been a few clubs interested. There's another camp that basically says we're holding on to him because of homegrown player rules and stuff. Um, and it looks like Skip's picked up an injury, which is going to keep him out for a good few weeks, which basically means they might keep Winks until January, which... I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. I'd, I'd like to go. I'd like the guy just to go and play football somewhere. And I don't know. I, I'm a bit. I'm a bit uh, sentimental on that because I've watched him all the way through the academy. So it makes no, me a bit sad. Yeah, but listen, if 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 we're gonna if we do really want to kick on and we really want to, you know, we're serious yeah, about yeah. finally breaking the duck after what 14 odd years there's yeah. no room for sentiment is there Sam? you are right you are you are correct sir i'm just you know sentimental old thing that i am <laughs> um well <laughs> i am in some senses as other times i'm just like burn it down <laughs> but yeah yeah uh but with wingsy I, I had a conversation you know how twitter is basically like i don't know the view into hell 
Yeah. I had, had a conversation on Twitter the other day where someone said Harry Winks is the worst player to play for Tottenham in 30 years. Ridiculous comment. And I said, <laughs> I said, clearly, sir, you've not watched many games. And I was trying to be sort of lighthearted about it. And I got back this kind of like reply along the lines of, actually, I've watched loads. I've seen like Musa Saeed and all these players. They're so much better than him. I'm like, maybe football's not for you, buddy. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you don't get it. Maybe there's like, this isn't the game that you need to follow. He blocked me after that. And I was polite. I wasn't rude, <laughs> but he did block me. And I just, I, I kind of sat with me because I'm thinking, there are actually people out there who are Tottenham fans who, who think that. That you actually have that opinion, and I'm I'm just like, that doesn't compute with me at all. I get it; he's been poor for a good couple of years now, but the worst. Can really? you send him? Can you send him a YouTube video clip of Gary Doherty just to kind of like you know oh, give him a bit of perspective? What? Big old guys, oh, central defender and striker. What an interesting combination that was. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, speaking of living, didn't he? <laughs> he did, absolutely. He did. Well done, him. Um, you, you know, like when someone's so crap and yet they're playing in the Premier League, you almost got to go, well done. Well done, yeah. How did you get there? That's incredible. Harry Maguire. Anyway, yeah. um, moving on before I'm lynched for that. I am going to now it is time for us to go to our social media to see if there's any comments or questions from those on Facebook or Instagram. Now it's time for your comments from our social media. As per tradition, then, my friend, Instagram or Facebook? Let's go Instagram first, shall we? Okay, well, Instagram, uh, there is only one comment, and it's a comment from someone who has his own theme. Thundering down from on high, it's a comment from Mountain Man. I said about trying to explain all these in-jokes, I could forget just how many we have. <laughs> it's ridiculous. On Instagram, for anyone who's the first time to the show, uh, people don't typically have their names. There's no, it's not like Jeff Smith or anything like that. You tend to have like a moniker or a handle or whatever. And this particular fan of Tottenham is called the Mountain Man. And the minute we heard it, we were like, oh, that's amazing. And I thought it would be funny that any time he comments, he has his own thing. I, um, I just I just think that we, we, build, we, build, we build him up as the Mountain Man. Yeah. But he probably just lives in a in a, in a a flat somewhere in oh, South dude, London. Don't, you know? don't ruin the illusion. <laughs> I, I like the idea that he listens in like this shack, you know, dressed in like bear furs that he's hunted himself that day, you know. <laughs> And he puts on our podcast whilst roasting some poor animal he caught to keep his to keep his strength up. And then he listens to us and goes, Mmm, me, me approved. Spurs News. Man. Spurs yeah. News podcast this week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. That's what, don't don't shatter the illusion. I, I like that. I like that, you know, he has to like climb a mountain to put an antenna up to download the show every week. Anyway, that's enough of me. Dedication. How many new people have? How many new people have just switched off? Oh, wow, yeah. this show's crazy. Not, I can't handle this. Uh, the Mountain Man says, with a current net spend of sixty-three point five million. What the dude? Nice and precise. Are you guys disappointed, satisfied, or happy with the transfer window so far? Okay, well we just touched on that. 
Still potentially a few players to move on, so could end up with hardly any of the 150 million injection actually being used. Levy gonna Levy. Uh, good to have you guys back on the pod. Uh, it's been a long wait. Thank you very much for that. Um, I think one thing I would say on that, I mean, we've just touched on our opinion of the business. We're both quite happy with it. The thing I'd say about the 150 million injection is what a lot of people are kind of not realizing is that enabled us to do the business we've done. So although you're kind of looking at net spending and stuff like that, and you're thinking, well, by the time we've shifted people, that money's not really going to have been spent. It's actually the fact that we were able to make the sign-ins before we sold people. We realized we have a list of people at our club, a lot of, no one was going to move for them early. No one was going to go at the start of the window. Hey, Tangy Undumbele, we want him for 40 million quid. No, they're going to wait until the final few days of the window and go, uh, we'll give you 20 million for him. Because they know we want him gone. And that's the same with a few other players. So we knew that. So there was no way we'd be able to do our business unless we had a cash injection, which is what we did. We've had that. We've done the business we've, we've been able to do up to this point. There are a couple of other players we are looking at right now, um, trying to fill a couple more positions. But outgoings-wise, we know it's probably not going to go crazy until the final week of the window because everyone's going to leave us because, <laughs> I mean, if, let's face it, That's we karma. bloody deserve it. <laughs> yeah, it's it karma, is isn't absolute it? absolute karma. you got to be paratigi. just must be walking in, looking at Daniel, and Daniel's like, what? It's like, you did this. When I ring people and I offer them players and they just smile at me and say they'll ring me back in a week, that's you. That's you. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so overall, business-wise, I'm pretty happy. Matt, are you pretty happy so far? Over the moon. I, don't, like, I can't see. I, I genuinely yeah. can't see yeah. how this is a yeah. negative. I don't yeah. understand. <laughs> Perfect. That's all right. And, uh, heading over to the wonderful world of Facebook. Uh, Adam Susson says, Ah, it will be great to have you back on my podcast list. You're welcome. My question is pretty obvious, being the start of the season, but where do you each think we will finish this season and do you think we'll win anything? Right, now this is interesting, Adam, because I want to do a feature on this where we all make a prediction. And we're all going to make a prediction of where we think we're going to finish in the league and who's going to be our top goal scorer, okay? And then at Christmas, we're going to listen to these predictions back or, or read them back and make the decision on, okay, do we want to stick or twist? You know, like Christmas, our Christmas special, which is always a fun show. And then at the end of the season, we'll see how right or horrifically wrong we were. <laughs> so, and whoever loses has to get a Musa Sissoko tattoo. Yeah, no, we're not doing tattoo bets again. That's another in-joke for everybody. <laughs> oh, dear, that's, that's deadly. Um, okay, so Matt, I'm going to start with you. Where do you think we will finish in the league this season? Second. Nice. And who will be our top goal scorer? Mr. Kane. Oh, hey, mate. Come on. Yeah, Get I over know. it, Sam. I'm, I'm getting there. This is... Right, okay. Very serious topic, but me being silly, okay? They, Ofcom, have done an investigation into the level of abuse aimed at football players' tweets. And Tottenham were the most abused Premier League club with Harry Kane getting a high percentage. <sighs> now, it's awful. And it, like, genuinely, that's a really serious thing and people need to address that. But me being my usual stupid humour, 
when one of the journalists put that out there, like, oh, and Kane's got a high percentage, I replied, in fairness, he did give that interview to Gary Neville. <laughs> and just crack. Uh, like people, people who got it, it was a joke, were just like, oh, my God, that really made me laugh. <laughs> like, yeah, but in our defence, <laughs> he did speak to Gary Neville. <laughs> it's like, yeah, sorry. Anyway, my stupid humour. Now, me, um, what is actually kind of funny, Matt, is I went second... And I went Harry Kane as well. So oh, no way. Me and, you, me and you are exactly the same. Now, I asked Dan to do a recording for us. I said to him, Polynesian Dan, I said, mate, do me a quick recording, a little bit of audio, making this prediction, and we can play it out on the show. Now, unfortunately, all day yesterday, poor Dan got stuck on a train. He was on his way to a meeting. Train broke for three and a half hours. He sat in one place, and he just never had any opportunity to do it. So I think... Based on the fact I've not heard from him, the poor guy, I don't know what time he got back, but I don't think he's up. <laughs> so <laughs> we are going to have to wait for Dan's prediction for next week. But the lovely Laura did this. Hey, guys. Uh, I hope you're all well. Um, okay, so predictions. Um, I think we'll finish third, and our top goal scorer will be Sunny. Oh, there we go. It's always great hearing her voice. Interesting. Do you know what? Um, I think looking at it, you've got the you've got the two big ones, haven't you? Uh, Liverpool, Man City. Yeah. I genuinely think that we. The reason why I say second is I think we could cr- crack one of them. I don't know if we could crack both of them. Yeah. But you look. Look. I, I mean, Chelsea are strengthening again, aren't they? They're getting that guy that wing back from um, Brighton. Well, maybe. Um, so it's kind of funny because Fabrizio Romano, the tapping merchant of transfer stories, last night did his "Here we go, it's done," yeah. and then Brighton put a message out an hour later saying, "No, really, not agreed any deal." Oh, yeah, right. Okay. I was, and I was like, "Oh, fab in the mud." Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, to put a statement out saying that if a deal was close would be kind of weird. Do you know what I mean? It's like if now today they announce, yeah, we've sold him. That's a weird thing to put out. But yeah, last yeah. night they put out a proper club statement. We have not agreed any transfer despite reports. It, it's yeah. We just we've just got to. Um, I think we can. I, I think with us, you look yeah. at the squads and they're all. I mean, I think Man City's one just you know different level. And yeah. maybe Liverpool's ones to an extent, but the others, the other the other teams up there, I think it will come down to uh, a lot of how the man like Conte. I think is going to make a big difference. I think, I think so. you put Conte in any of those other squads, and and he lifts them just like he lift us. And yeah. you know what's interesting for me is that you look at other, you know, because I've gone social like you do. I'm on social media a little bit, yeah. and a lot of supporters who aren't Spurs fans are putting us up there. Yeah the, yeah, the top yeah, two or three, that, yeah. and and that's quite interesting, isn't it? Because you you just touched on the fact that we get battered by all everyone, all other fans. Yeah. But they're seeing that, and 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 that's and that's what you take the bias completely, take the bias out, don't you? You know. So yeah, we've got yeah. the bias, but if you've got fans of Arsenal and Liverpool and Man United saying that they think we're going to be second or third in the league, then that holds more weight, I think, well, for me. Well, I think I think a lot of them looked at that last season without here pre-season without. Um, having a lot of time with the squad, he managed to achieve something no one thought he could achieve. No, never thought we were so going to get champions. So people are looking at, at that ridiculous. going, well, it was ridiculous. It was wonderful, yeah. but ridiculous. Yeah. And now they're looking at it going, well, he's had a full pre-season with them now. 
And the funny thing is, you remember when we appointed him, a lot of people like John Terry at Chelsea, who hates Tottenham, was like, yeah, this is this is going to be good for them. He's mm. like, I remember him tweeting like or putting an Instagram post to Harry Kane saying he'll work you harder, but you'll be the fittest you've ever been in your life. Yeah. And it's like, you know, buy into it and you guys are going to go fly. And I think the players who have bought into it, similar to like when Pochettino came in, like there was a group of players who were like, no, nah, I ain't doing too, too lot to run in, mate. <laughs> and they all yeah. went. Yeah. And then you got the players who bought into it. And we really improved because of that, because we had a core group of like, yeah, this is great. And off they went. Um, and I think it's a similar to that. I think if he's now built a squad of everyone buying into it, it's it's kind of exciting. Yeah, I think it is. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, so we'll get the prediction from Polynesian Dan. Um, but, yeah, that'll be... I'll have to bring his prediction to next week's show. Ryan Miller. Uh, hey, Ryan. He says, what incoming transfers do you still think we need? I'd like to see a creative midfielder and another centre-back. Uh, I mean, am I just being am I just being kind of overconfident by saying I think we've done really well? Do we need anyone else? Um, I wouldn't mind a creative midfielder. That that for me like gives us that other option to break a team down. You like, if a team knows all our creativity is coming from the wing backs, they could just double up and just sit really deep. And it's something that we run into a lot. Yeah, but at the same time, if you were to throw. Uh, you know, if you were to forget a creative midfielder for a second and actually just drop Kane into that position. So you switch your formation and you put Son and Richarlison up front, 9 and 10. Mm. And you drop Kane into, you know, the number 10 role or the creative midfielder role. You could probably do that better than any midfielder on the planet. <laughs> do you know what? He's passing. He's sublime, <laughs> isn't it? ridiculous. Yeah. And also, if Kane comes that deep... If you're a defender, that'd be a nightmare. Because you'd be like, okay, I've got Sonny who's going to run in behind me. I've got Richarlison here who's an absolute bag of tricks and a nightmare. Or or Kulusevsky, yeah. whoever. And and then you've got Kane dropping that far deep that the midfield's going to have to pick him up. Or he's going to sit in that gap between the midfield and the defence, just picking out passes. So, yes, I wouldn't mind seeing a creative midfielder, but if we don't get one... I'm not that worried because I still think we got the options in the players we've got. Um, the centre back one's interesting to me because I don't see that. Like Eric Dyer, I think's phenomenal in a three, and I think anyone who's still berating him needs to just watch the games and not think about the narrative. Um, I think Sanchez has been really good in a three, and he's still with us. Um, Tanganga, I still think is a very good player. He's still with us at the moment. Is he not? Is he not? I thought he'd gone to Milan. I thought that was all in advanced. No, no, it's it's an interesting one. The thing about that is there's loads of rumours about that, but his agent's Italian, so I am never sure if that's just because his agent's Italian, it kind of gets linked to Italian clubs constantly, or if there's real movement in it. Like a lot of people sort of at one point were like, oh yeah, he's going to AC Milan, but. Like nothing's happened, so I'm not sure. Yeah, like, like I, I don't know. It surprised me, especially as it was saying it's a permanent move, because yeah, I, I still think he's got a lot of potential. I know he's, he's still relatively young, isn't yeah. he? I, th- I think the only thing that possibly could be going on there, if he was to go on a permanent deal, it would be because the club have seen his injury record and think perhaps it's not going to improve. That would be the only thing in my mind, mm. if that makes sense, because. Mm. 
I, I remember as a couple of players who have gone over the years and I thought to myself, that doesn't make sense. You know, he's like really blossoming. And then you watch them over the next few years just miss 10, 20 games a season. You think, okay, the club clearly made a judgment call. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, the guy Lenglet who came in, wow, what an interesting and different dynamic he gives to the back three. Do, um, do, do you know what, do you know what um, uh, Conte was talking about personality? Yeah. Like, personality on the pitch yeah and it seems like such a vague thing doesn't it like you think how can you have a personality but he you can see it with him he has got this personality on the pitch isn't it? and it's like uh, this is how we play this is how we do it and him and Perisic on the left side I was kind of like wow because Perisic was pushing so high up and he was defending so high up aggressively defending uh cutie Romero this could come out to bite me in the ass. I genuinely think is probably up there as one of the best central defenders in the Premier League. And I think this season, everyone's going to realise that. Mm. Um, he is uh, a level above. So, Ben Davis signed a new deal. He was brilliant for us at the back end of last season. Again, playing in a back three is his... That's him. You know, he was a fullback. For us, for many a season, but he has played for Wales in the left side central defending three for years, and now he's doing that for Tottenham week in week out. I mean, that guy he put in some defensive displays, but just just on another level. I always remember. I mean, I know it's an easy one to remember, but the the uh, do you remember the time when we was playing Leeds? I think we beat him yes, four yeah. nil or something. And like yeah, Lloris yeah. come out like a mental case, and yeah. then you like right, okay, just put it in, and then suddenly yeah. out of nowhere, Ben yeah. Davis appeared out of nowhere. Ben <laughs> Davis was like, "Thou shall not pass." Yeah, you know, it's insane. I just remember Lloris hugging him like, "You have just saved me a clean sheet bonus. I love you." <laughs> but yeah, he, uh, yeah, just I remember that she just like you said came out of nowhere and there was a few times he did that and it was it was a game against Liverpool I think he was just unbelievable just yeah. blocked there like Salah got the ball and Ben Davis was like in his face <laughs> I remember I mean, that Salah I do remember that nightmares game, yeah. about him <laughs> just yeah like, just every time like where just where are yeah. you coming from like you know yeah just, this is ridiculous so <laughs> when people say to you, oh we need another like really world-class central defender I'm like I don't think we do no. I'm actually really feeling quite good about that because yeah. if you look at the other clubs again and I'm like I know uh, comparisons to FIFA Joy, but I sort of look around and I think, okay, uh, Arsenal have got a decent-looking defence now, but you take Ben White out of it, they haven't got someone stepping in at that level. No, of course. Uh, Manchester United, I mean, they've got Harry Maguire. <laughs> Who cost £80 million, £80 million. Pounds. Uh, sorry, I just had to get that in It's again. insane, isn't it? Do hey, you know what? Just quick, very quickly, Sam, before yeah. I forget. So, um, yeah. Seb and I, we... Um, Every every season, as, as a tradition, yeah. we get a sh- the new shirt, and then we we try to wear it to every home game nice, that we go yeah. to. Now I know I appreciate I'm 43, right? And at 43, I should not be putting football players on the back of my shirt, but I do it really <laughs> for Seb because like he'll pick away, go, who are you going to pick this year, Dad? And and so we pick it between us, you know. So okay. who, here we go. I'll give you one guess of both of them. So who do you think Seb's got on the back of his shirt with this this year's kit? Son seven. No, he went for Kudasevsky. He went for Kudasevsky. No, that's so expensive. All of those letters. No, do you know what? Thankfully, it's not. It's not a pound a letter anymore. It's a fiver oh, for name. So fine. I'm getting oh. my money's worth with him. Yeah, in that case, yeah, in that case, I, I want Kudasevsky. <laughs> yeah, it's quite funny because wow. he's got. Um, 
I mean, he's 10, so yeah. he's not small. But even no. so, it, that, they've struggled to get his whole name on the back of that shirt. Yeah, I bet they have, yeah. <laughs> and All here right, we go, okay. my one. I was, I was, there was two, I was torn between two. And okay, I give, give, give me the two, give me the two, and let was, me try and work right, out which so one was, you went. So I was torn between Romero, who I just like, just, yeah. and like you said, this is going to be a season, yeah. and Kane, purely because this could be the year that Kane breaks the, the all-time goal-scoring record and all kinds of things. Yeah. So it could be the, the shirt to have. I think that's where you went then. I think you went I Kane. didn't. I went for a, I went Romero. I just like, I just love the guy so much. You, you set me up, man. You set me up. Oh, this season he could break the record and I'm like, oh, well, that's the shirt he's done then. No. Oh, wow. I just... Ne- right. Okay. I can't... I, 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 the, the, honestly, just it, I, I know I, I spoke about for everyone that listened last last season. Yeah. I, c- I could not stop talking. Wax, I couldn't wax lyrical about this uh, guy. He's just man. so good. He's on in, another even, level. Even in preseason, I'm watching him. I'm just <sighs> freaking out. He's so good. And what, what um, I love about him is like you, you, you're watching it, right? Like do, 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 do the Roma game yeah. when. Who was it? Yeah. It was who was the other centre back? He was crossing it in, and Romero just—it's like yeah, one yeah. centre back yeah. crossing to another yeah. centre back, and then yeah. top, what are yeah. you two He's, doing up here? Yeah. <laughs> they, it's like part of this system is okay. One of us would go. All right, one of us would go. Do you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna—I'm gonna go for it. <laughs> you, you, you come too. It was Lenglet, I think. I think Lenglet, it was Lenglet yeah. whipped in a fantastic cross, and Romero was there, and I'm like. Okay, this is like total football now. This is bonkers. Um, okay, so moving on. So thank you, Ryan. Uh, superstar Stefan Cruz Alvarez says, can you give us an update on youth players, loans and sold? Uh, we know Parrot and Scarlet, but any other high potential gone out? Um, unfortunately, uh, we've actually lost a ton of really good young players. Um, I don't... Uh, I'm not going to rattle through it all because I think that's dull. It's just me listing names. Um, but there is a strange thing in our academy at the moment. And, I, and a few people who know this a lot better than me have said that it is a situation where the club are simply not paying the going rate for academy players now. And clubs like, um, and this is no disrespect to anyone I'm about to list, but Southampton, Brighton, teams that are Premier League teams but aren't part of the top six are actually paying near double to the academy players in their under-21 squad to what we are. That is causing us a problem uh, from a recruitment point of view. And the other issue is the club doesn't appear to have uh, a laid-out pathway for these players. So there are a number of players who have left Tottenham refusing new deals because they're like, I don't see how I'm ever going to break into the first team. I, you know, I'm, I just don't see that my future is here for that. Uh, we lost two England youth internationals to Southampton in the same week. Um, we lost uh, four players from the under-21 squad who were all very highly rated. Um, so, yeah, it's a, it's a strange thing. But I, I will just say, which is I know a lot of people are very interested in this, and, and it, is, it is interesting. This season, via Spurs play you are going to be able to watch a lot of the academy games. So you won't have to take my word for it on players anymore. Um, you can actually watch it yourself. Uh, the under-21s, they're going to practically... Any home game will definitely be on there with a selection of the away games, obviously depending on the venue and permissions. Um, and a selection of the under-18 games as well. 
So keep an eye on that. If you've subscribed to Spurs Play, that's going to be a key thing throughout the whole season. As if there's not enough football to watch anyway, you can now add that as well. Fantastic. Which I'll be doing. Um, I got I got a discount yeah. being a season ticket holder. They're not ten quid off. So and so I got that to watch all the pre-season games. Good you know, man, good got man. Some kind of per- do you know? Just just quickly touching on what you were saying about the academy. Yeah. Um. See, my thoughts on it is that I understand. You know, like you say, the pathway to the first team, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. You look at and again, like you said, no disrespect to the teams that are outside the top six. But a lot of how they work is they get the, the players up, don't they? And then they sort of develop they them do. into, you, you know, and they give people, like a good example, I know he wasn't f- from the academy, but, you know, you look at Carl Walker-Peters, you know, how he couldn't get an opportunity at Spurs and yeah. then off he goes Southampton, he's playing week in, week out, right? You know, so, and this is not me disrespecting them teams, it's just you're going to get more of an opportunity to play first team football. And you I think... You are, and... You go on. Yeah, go on. No, no, I was just, just going to say, I was just going to say the issue is if they're then paying more as well... What's, what's the attraction of staying at Spurs? No, yeah, of course, I get that. But what I was going to say was that, and I, and I hate to use this expression because it's used used by someone that thankfully won't be our Prime Minister uh, very much longer, <laughs> but Conte likes an oven-ready player, doesn't he? You know, And um, I think that's that's why, like, look, you look at the clubs he's managed. I mean, I know yeah. there's been a lot of talk, a lot of, um, there's, you know, there's a, there's a few stories about him talking about being at Spurs long-term. And how that work, you know, how that play out, you know, with, with the success we have, his relationship leaving, etc. But he's a bit like a much better version of Harry Redknapp. And Harry yeah. Redknapp was like that, where, look, just bring me players who have got experience, who are going to come in ready, who I've not got to develop, you know, I can improve yeah. on, but are, are, are already there, you know. And yeah. and I think there may be maybe there's this realization. I appreciate the money's an incentive, but maybe there's the realization that look, I'm going to really struggle here yeah. to get into this this team. Like you know, like like youth players having uh, academy players having the past. I, I don't I know. There the might be something. Well, I think the thing as well is is if you so if you're at a club and you're fairly young, and they've got a pathway. Because um, the thing about the pathway is an expression, and uh, a lot of people use it, but it, it doesn't necessarily mean pathway straight to the first team but it could be like a development pathway so for example i'm 18 years old i'm now physically developed where the under 18s is i just like men against boys for me you know i'm i'm developed above that under 21 football i'm playing but it's not the same as getting first team minutes there are other people my age getting that and they're developing faster than me because of it so that's where the loan system comes in and that's so important and something that tottenham don't do very well is create loans and i'm not entirely sure why that is um but it is something that needs to be addressed so if you walk around uh just using our neighbors very quick example arsenal and chelsea both currently have from their youth teams already loaned out for the duration of next season between them near 30 players we've got two Mm, it's unusual isn't it it is it's not so like the vast majority of the top six will have 10 from their academy out on loan for a full season now a great example of that system working and really working well is chelsea a few seasons ago where they basically had five or six players out on loan in the championship all had great years they had that transfer ban and they all had to come in and they all made an impact in the first team like mason mount etc so it is an important part of 
the pathway is an important part for these players to develop because as a club, if we loan out Troy Parrott, which we have, and Troy smashes 20 goals in the championship, okay? I'm not saying he will, I'm just saying if he does, then the club then has an interesting decision because we could then look at him for next season and say, right, Troy, you are now part of the first team squad, push Harry. You know, your job is to be there every day in training and push him, make make your opportunity like Harry did when he first burst onto the scene. Or we can go, he smashed 20 goals in the championship. I don't think he's going to dislodge Harry in the next few seasons, but now his value is 10 to 15 million quid because of what he just did. Yeah, So sure, as sure. a club, it makes sense for us to use this system because then you've got a sellable asset or someone, as you put it, oven ready for yeah. the first team squad. Mm. So why aren't we using it? it? It doesn't make, and that's the pathway. So like if you're a young player and you look at it and you go, I'm not going out on loan. <laughs> I've got no chance of cracking the first team unless I go out on loan. I'm just playing under 21 football, which in the greatest respect, isn't going to help me develop. I'm going to leave. And that that's, we need to clean that up. So there you go. Yeah. <clears throat> fair point. Okay. Lastly, Ben Thierry says, hi gents. Great to have you back. What is Seb's score prediction for Southampton game? Okay, so in joke time, Seb is Matt's son, as we have heard him mention throughout this. And some time ago, on his way to the games, he would make predictions, and he kept getting them right. So we dubbed him Mystic Seb. We dubbed him Mystic Seb. (laughs) And I said for some time we would make a feature on this show where we would get Seb to predict the games, and we would call it Mystic Seb. So I'm delighted to say I've finally done it. Hey. Now it's time to listen to the predictions of Mystic Seb. My predictions for Saturday's Spurs against Southampton is two, I saw a 2 0 win and Sun Kane scoring again. There you go. <laughs> oh. do you know do you know i saw that um because I, I looked at the questions last night and yeah. uh with it being school holidays and the children not going to sleep to about two o'clock in the morning yeah. <laughs> it yeah. was about yeah. half 11 i said seb come in here what dad i went i need your prediction so as you can probably tell he's not his sharpest i think his i think his sleepiness goes in well with the mystics uh, there you go it, yeah. there you go it was like it was like part of the performance <laughs> yes. uh so there you go that's Seb's prediction uh i'm sure you've already touched on this which of our new signings is your favorite oh actually we haven't uh which of your new signings is your favorite uh perisic yeah me too yeah. uh do you think we've got the positions covered uh yeah Personally, felt like a creative midfield position wasn't too much of an issue with Bentoncourt showing a good eye for passing. Yeah, yeah I'll go with that. Um, yeah, uh, that was it. You've signed your question, and I think you've done this on purpose, Ben. He signed off his question with Nuno. And he knows better than anybody that on this show... I need to apologise because apparently that gets stuck in people's heads. <laughs> oh, Nuno. I feel sorry for him. We don't talk about Nuno. I will keep doing that, Matthew. 
but yeah, that's that's all the comments. Thank you so much for everybody who sent them in. We do always really appreciate it because it always gives us something fun to sort of have a chat about. Um, but yeah, uh, a couple of other things and just to sort of cover very quickly. We've had the prediction from Seb for the Southampton game. How are you feeling about it? What's your prediction? Confident. 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 So last season, we, when we played Southampton... Yeah, we lost. Sonny scored, I think, our 73rd minute to make it 2-1. Yeah. We was thinking, oh, when's the third one going to fly in? Mm. And then full-time, we yeah. lost. Yeah, yeah, it was bizarre. Yeah. yeah. It was, so, yeah. Um, look, mate, you said this right at the beginning of the show. It's the mm. hope. And it's the hope that yeah. kills you, right? Okay. Oh, yeah. But look, we, we've we got it all set up. I mean, look, if we yeah. if we manage to balls this up, I mean, yeah. I just, I don't know where to go. You know, yeah, we've got one of the top five Tottenham. managers in the, yeah, we've got one of the top five managers in the world, I'd suggest. We've yeah. probably got two of the best forwards in the yeah, top five in the world. In the world. Yeah. We've, we've got one of the probably one of the two best centre backs in Romero in 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 the in the Premier League, maybe even world, Europe. World you know? Cup winning goalkeeper. We just, yeah. I, I mean, we've got like the world class training ground. We've got the yeah. best stadium yeah. in the Premier League. I mean, yeah. it's all set up. Like yeah. heck, like what? what? <laughs> well, you're doing it to yourself. You're doing yeah. it. Calm down. Calm down. Take take five count backwards right. from ten. Okay, so look, <laughs> it's every. It's not. A, it's not a sprint. It's a marathon. Okay, and this mm. is the first game. Uh, we're at home, which is really important. Yeah. Uh, I don't even think it matters who we get because you know we got Man City the first line last season. We beat yeah. them, so just chuck whatever team it is at us first game as yep. long as it's home. I feel like we should we should win. It should be yeah. a win, you know. So let's see. Um, I'm confident. I'm confident for the game. I'm confident for the season. Champions League football back to the back to yep. the stadium. So I just feel confident. I feel an air, an air of positivity. I don't know about you, but yeah. I'm feeling it in my bones. Do you know, if you finish this with 1-0 Southampton, I'm going to laugh a lot. No. Do you know, I'll go with Seb's prediction. I think a 2-0. 2-0? 2-0, yeah. All right, I'm going 4-0 Spurs because, okay. you know, why not? Why not? Yeah. <laughs> why not? Um, we, we've talked about our season predictions. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about, because... Football finally came home this summer, thanks to the England women Lionesses team. Um, there is a massive, massive, obviously, uptick in people's interest in women's football off the back of that, which is wonderful because they're, they're playing. I mean, I don't know about you. Did you get to watch much of the tournament at all? So, Sam, I'm going to be completely open and honest with you because mm-hmm. I'm amongst friends here, aren't I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, we've, we've probably had this discussion before, you and I. We are that crossover generation, aren't we? Yeah. We've got we've got the tail end of the dinosaur, and we've got the the front end of the the kind of the modern forward yeah. thinking. Equal, yeah. You know. We are we, we are constantly caught in a conflict of what we experienced growing up to yep. what our brains think and what we want to be exactly <laughs> yeah. right. So, and it's difficult because I don't want to pass on the old style of me to Seb. Yeah. But to be fair. He looks on TikTok occasionally, and there are a few kind of TikToks and things of some awful, you know, uh, 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 examples of women's football. Yeah. Just like this is awful examples of men's football, but it's like hands over the eyes, yeah, kind of, you, you know. Mean, yeah. So, yeah. so I kind of went into the tournament thinking, oh, I'll, I'll watch it, you know. See, and honestly, from the group stages onwards, I'm like, this, the quality of this is incredible, right? Now, I, yeah. I, I remember having a. Com- 
conversation with Vicky a, a week ago because you know what it was? I was watching a T20 game and it was England versus South Africa women. Yeah. And, yeah. and this is when the dinosaur come out of me. I was like, is there ever going to ever show any men's sports here? Am I just going to just, it's all about women's sports now, you know? <laughs> right? You know, I, I'm being open yeah. with you, mate. It's just me being honest and open. And Vicky's very no, good. No, no, no. My wife, fine. anyone who's like, if I knew this, mm. she's very good at making me see a different perspective in it, right? Or on it, sorry. Yeah. Oh, just a bit like you are, you know? Sometimes you'll, I'll say something, yeah. I'm like, yeah, you're right. You know? And yeah. it's investment. Uh, it all comes down to investment. And like with, with cricket, women's cricket, you can clearly see that, you know, there's, it's a good, it's a, it's a decent quality, but the investment's not yeah. there. With, with With women's football, especially that 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 tournament you can see how it's it's paying off the investment and and everything that's to go with it yeah. i mean most of the most of the most of them are uh, the players are full-time aren't they they can dedicate their they are now, yeah. yeah and it you can see the difference i mean i, I remember i think i might may have mentioned it on a, on a previous podcast i remember when we opened the new stadium and uh me and seb went we, we managed to go to the women's game to start with and I then remember, and yeah. then we made our way over to the new stadium to watch the under 23s play Southampton for the first ever game at the new stadium yeah. and i remember watching the women's game and after about 20 minutes thinking I-, I can't this is this is actually painful to watch this it's 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 that bad that i, ca- I can't i can't watch it it's giving me the hump watching this football game you know mm. so i left after about 25 minutes fast forward to not only the tournament this tournament but i took uh seb Layla, my daughter, and her friend to the Tottenham Brighton game at Barnet. They've moved now to Leighton Orient, haven't they, for the forthcoming yeah, yeah, season, yeah. I suppose, ladies. Quality, like much better quality. I enjoyed it. Yeah. And I massively enjoyed this tour. I don't know about you, but I massively enjoyed yeah. it. No, no, it, I it's did. Just, I really did. Um, I, I enjoyed it. I, yeah. I, I was just sitting there like thinking, I'm really enjoying this, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and I, do you know what it reminded me of? And and this is gonna again age and make people cringe probably, but do you remember when we were younger and we watched players like Mickey Hazard and people like that play, and they were playing because not because they were earning millions, but because they love playing football. Mm. And that generation of players, I mean, they earn good money for the time or whatever, but not compared to what they earn now. And there is an element now that, like, when you watch like the England international men's team and stuff like that, you are in essence watching millionaires kick a ball around. When we were watching the women's team, it was they were all there for England. Like, there was none yeah. of this sort of club divide, none of this. They were there to win for England. They loved it. And you listen to them in the like post-match interviews and stuff like that. It was just so refreshing. <laughs> just so kind of. Uh, I I I dare anybody not to just feel the absolute joy of that team when yeah, they won. Yeah, yeah. It completely. was it was incredible. I like I I was like I just want to keep watching this. Like, please, someone just follow them with a camera for the whole celebration because this is brilliant and it, it was great. And what I want to say is with the interest in IP, and I think a lot of people saw that and thought, wow, you know, this is actually really good level now compared to maybe what I saw. Maybe if you only ever saw an international tournament like four years ago or something, you think, oh, wow, this is this is lower league stuff. Tottenham women, they are in the WSL. Get involved. Um, the game's typically not the same game as men's, and also the season's going to run very different this year because obviously the World Cup. So look out for the fixtures. season starts in September. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know what I love though, Sam, right? And I don't know if you noticed yeah. this, right? This is this could be a this I think look, there's there's no getting away from the fact that 
men and women, we're wired differently, aren't we? Right? It's just that's just a fact, right? Yeah. That's just not. That's yeah, I don't yeah. think that's being. It's just a fact, right? You know, I love yeah. it when when Chloe Kelly scored the winner, right? Yeah. You, she knew she was going to whip her top off, but she was like, oh, was "I need so to." Funny, but, but, yeah. but what I love though is just like, was it a goal? Just checking the linesman, right? Yeah. Check, check the yeah, linesman. Yeah, check the referee. Waiting, now waiting, I can do it. <laughs> but yeah. I love it. It's so the thing, funny. The thing I the thing I love. Uh, see the thing about that that just cracked me up the most is this little interview I saw afterwards with one of the players. I wish I could remember which player it was. And they were talking, and she was so excited and stuff like that. And they were talking to her, and she said, "Um, said, and what about that celebration?" She said, "Yeah." She said, "Wait until she calms down and realizes she just whipped her top off in front of eighty thousand people and millions on TV." <laughs> but I ain't bringing that up. And I just, and I just laughed me enough because I'm thinking, "Yeah, she probably when she when that moment goes and everything's calm and she's like, oh, and then all of a sudden she's gonna get that. Oh, I did what? <laughs> <laughs> but it was just so much. Like it was just such a. I gotta be honest with you. In that moment, I don't know what I or any of us would do, and I think that whole just. I think that's what I'm saying. I think she knew she was good. Like she said, look, if I score yeah. the winner, I'm taking my top off. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, she, I, I it am, wasn't like yeah, I'm gonna lose it. Yeah, but it was just that kind of. I need to check first. I'm not gonna do this, yeah, yeah, and then yeah, they're yeah, gonna yeah. rule it off VAR. And then look, and then look more on. Yeah. <laughs> whereas I think with whereas, us, whereas a guy, a guy would be like five rows up into the stands <laughs> when they're whistling the. Do you want to come down there, no, mate? It was offside. <laughs> yeah, no, it was great. I mean, like I said, it was that just pure joy. It was just like yeah. so amazing. Um, yeah, I, I can't, I can't say enough about it. It was just so much fun to watch. Um, but yeah, that is our show. Before, um, before well, we go, uh, wait, sir. wait, wait, wait. There was one thing. Sorry, yes, you said before, and I nearly, nearly forgot. No, on, ju- it's just—it's just something I know. And you know, you get these little coincidences or these little kind of lessons that kind of when 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 the planets collide, basically. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. So obviously, you know, you you're on social media quite a lot, like I say, and and I most yeah. of us are nowadays. Twenty twenty two, for God's sake, you know. But there's yeah. a lot of online bents and there you know oh, so, yes. right now pre-season right you look i'd always argue and i think most people that kind of look at it with a level head will argue that it's nice to win games in pre-season but it doesn't it's about the performance isn't it? it's about getting the players up to square like you know we, we talked about the roma game i saw some great performances we lost didn't we i mean the other day we lost the game one nil and then you you look over at our very very noisy neighbours who won six nil and and honestly the amount of a, yeah. abuse like you know like oh, we're six nil you can't right anyway rewind back to two thousand and eight yeah now can you remember who we played the last game of that preseason um I, I honestly was it Roma Roma no. just it, like the last it? game of this yeah. preseason oh, remember the score. I thought we hammered them. 5-0. Yeah, 5-0. We won 5-0. Last pre-season game in 2008, we hammered Roma 5-0. Do you want to know what happened for anyone that maybe was too young to remember what happened in 2008? Dazzle us, dazzle us. We got two points from our first eight games. (laughs) Was um, Was that our last ever trophy winning manager? Yep, one day Ramos. Yeah, so he won. Oh, he won us the League Cup. One day Ramos. We had a pre-season. We under undefeated in our pre-season. We walloped Roma five 0 at home, and then picked up two points from the first eight Premier League games of the season, yeah. which resulted in getting the sack and resulted in Harry Redknapp coming, and the rest is history. But 
if you ever need a lesson yeah. as to don't take pre-season results too seriously, that's your one. Oh, massively, yeah. No, the funny thing is, the uh, thing I quite liked again is Conte in the interviews was just talking about results don't matter. Like, don't look at any result in pre-season. Like, we wallop everyone. Don't read anything into it. Focus on how the players are looking, the little combinations, the things. Because what he's doing, he's sending. He's not sending them out to win these games. He's sending them out right. You two, your focus this whole game is to build a relate, you know, build an understanding, build, you know, this, he's like setting them up in these things. And he wanted the games to be competitive, like Seville, Roma. There was a real edge to those Absolutely. games. Like there were like nearly punch ups in both yeah. games. Yeah. And that's because he's saying to him, like, you go out there, you know, you, you're intense, but you are focusing on these aspects and these things. But in fitness terms, I, I don't think I've seen a squad look fitter. Even under Pochettino, no. these guys look no, ridiculous. I agree. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, yeah. Oof, oh, roll on Saturday. Big, roll on Saturday, mate. So, yeah. we will be back next week. Uh, we are here every Thursday throughout the season. It's going to be a weird one this year because, obviously, we got a break. And there's going to be a World Cup <laughs> in that break. It's going to be such an odd season. Now, we have talked about so many times doing alternative commentary to things. And in pre-season, we finally found a way of doing it. And I tested it with me and superstar Stepin Stefan, and it works. So what I was going to say to you, Matt, is how about during the World Cup, we offer an alternative commentary on the England games? That's um, you know, for, our, for, our, for our Spurs news following. I'm always up for anything like that. That could be funny. Yes. Could be fun. I, I don't think I could do it in proper Tottenham games because you, you, the commentary would just be me like, oh no, oh no, oh jeez, oh no. Yeah, so, whereas England games, I could probably be a bit more relaxed uh, because at the end of the day, we all know it ain't going to work. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, that's an idea. If you're interested in that, let us know because we did the um, we did the sort of test during pre-season and it did kind of work. Uh, there's a couple of things we realised to do different. Uh, but yeah, so it is something we can do now. Um, but yeah, let us know. Uh, drop us a message. You can get in touch with us via any of our social medias. Also, you can email, and that email address is in the podcast description. Until next week then, my friend, you will take care. Take care, mate. Thank you for listening to the Spurs News Podcast. We hope that you enjoyed the show. Stay up to date with all things Tottenham. Follow us on social media. All links are in the podcast description.